Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Monday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. Camera pans to Taylor Swift sitting in the suite. No, I'm just kidding. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Hey! I heard you know the lyrics, too. Just know that. You time that up. Just, just, mm-hmm. We're going to all be Taylor Swift out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm getting. I'm, I'm going to just pull up her greatest hits. That's what I'm working on from here on out. Yeah, y'all, I'm on y'all Taylor Swift. Y'all are lucky that we can only play this unlicensed great oh, value seriously, brand music it would, anymore. It would for certain. bopping with some. I'm telling you. Nice to meet you where you be, Because it feels like a love story, you know? Oh, jeez. There he is. There I he just, goes. Listen, listen. I didn't experience a cruel summer. I kind of had a cruel winter. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you can't have a cruel <laughs> summer without the cruel winter. This is true. This is true, man. But I just feel like, you know, the way I loved you just feels right now, man. It is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold electric factory. Our final week in studio. So Yin's already know the drill. Noon to two. Really good head of hair. Decade of NFL experience. And, uh, man... You better speak now or delay your tweets. Because uh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. This is the final week of live action before we uh, go to our offseason schedule. So we want to. Some might say that this week's shows are very delicate. That's what they might say. It's a delicate show this week. See, I think it's the opposite, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Like heavy metal? No, 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 no. Because, see, that would be you getting lost in your wildest dreams. I don't want you to do that. No karma this week. Because like I said, we're not having no bad blood. Mm-mm. But look what you made me do. Jeez Louise. Look what you made me do. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Different song. Different artist. Sorry. Um, you guys know questions, comments, concerns, reaction. We're goofing. We've got plenty to get to, though, today. Uh, serious and not so serious. Obviously, we'll react to Championship Sunday yesterday where the Super Bowl is set. It's a rematch of just a few years ago. The purple team that so many of you were hoping fell flat on their faces, fell flat on their face. I think the Steelers might have been one of the only fan bases who wanted the Chiefs to win. Steelers fans. And I'm sure there were Steelers fans that wanted the Ravens to win. Even though it is funny, though, right? Our own unique individuals. It is funny. They they wanted the Ravens to lose, but now they're the main ones complaining about the Taylor Swift overload. You can't have it both ways, Steeler Nation. 
can't, you can't have it both always ways. Always get right. what you want. Oh wait, sorry, that's the Rolling Stones. That's not the right artist either. Um, but yes, of course, it'll be the Niners. It'll I, be the I feel Chiefs. like I feel like now though that uh, the Chiefs are there, the Niners are there, and ultimately we are going to get the Swifty overload. Oh Lord! Hopefully, still a nation doesn't start seeing red. Okay, we don't want them to see red. You know, this morning when we walked in here, because Wolf and Wolf and Max spent like half their show today talking about Taylor Swift. It was yeah. it was funny. Wolf comes in here and he's all he was like, I want to talk about this Taylor Swift stuff, and, and he asked me, he says, Are you a Swifty? I said, No, Wolf, I'm a deadhead. Come on, are you a Swifty? He looked at me and he goes, I'm A deadhead. I was like, yeah, you're grateful dead. He goes, oh, come on, yeah, right, come right. on, come on, brother. <laughs> but we have obviously got plenty to get to as it uh, relates to reacting from yesterday. We got to break down both the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship game. Some early thoughts on this Super Bowl matchup as well, too. And we've got some more offensive coordinator interviews going round for your Pittsburgh Steelers that we have to discuss. Our buddy Chris Carter going to join us. Let me put my glasses on. About 14 minutes from now there so, it I is. Could, there it is. so I can see the clock up there on the screen. Uh, so a jam-packed Monday today and kicking off our final week in the studio. Don't forget. Uh, so a last chance to get it while it's hot here inside the Electric Factory on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. Motsi, how we doing? How was the weekend? Man, weekend was a vibe, bro. We got football out there. We had cool weather for the boy. You know, I ain't had to travel anywhere, which was actually a pleasant vibe. Nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, um, I was going through that weird phase of I'm starting to transition to it being our off season. You know, we still have, you it's know, loose bu- It's a slow right. burn, yeah. Like for some people, as soon as the season ends, it's like a hard stop. We say for us, we kind of ease our way into the off season by carrying it up that until true. Like we yeah. get our weekends back right. first and then the, yeah. yeah and then it's like okay this is our final week in the studio then from there next week we start transitioning to a little bit different schedule where it'll be more off season for us so this weekend it started to feel like that a little bit man so i enjoyed that and uh i got a chance to tap back into my nostalgia all right because uh just like you you rock with your costume i rock my costume my jmu dukes lost a tough Dude. one to app state on espn too but it felt great to just watch it right national televised game it just felt good but i needed to pick me up so i went back to my nostalgia days and uh this weekend wwe's royal rumble oh took yeah place so like any sure 35 year old big kid i had my i had my little mans with me and for certain we watched both man and woman royal rumbles i saw a fatal four-way and by the end of the night Ooh. we were all in there with our shirts off and our fake wwe championship belts talk about who wants a seat at the table who wants a seat you know and all that other stuff it felt good and of course you can't see me just remember that okay but it, it was just a good vibe, man, so I needed that. But it felt like the weekend. It felt like off-season. Because, Wes, I don't know about you, but when the last time we had just the freedom to watch non-football-related stuff on a Saturday? Oh, it's great. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I really don't have to watch college football. I don't have to watch any last little bit of film. I don't have to prepare my final notes for tomorrow's game and the broadcast, pre-game, post-game. I could just watch something that has zero to do with football? Yep. So yeah, I really. It's kind of nice. I really enjoyed Again, it, bro. By August, by April, I'll be like, oh man, I need some football. What are hey, we look, doing look, here? You, you said by April. Let's be real. It'll be March. We'll be here. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, hey man. Can get some football. I, 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 CFL. Can, can somebody just throw? We need a workout video. Can somebody post a workout video? Where, where's your Instagram at? All right. Can somebody just give us something? Can I get a highlight tape? Yeah, you know how I go, bro. Can I get a pro day? Yeah, that's real. That's like real, real. But I was loving it on Saturday night as well too. I had the. That's funny. 
I had the Royal Rumble on as well. Let's go. Had the Pens game on. Jesus, like you're my age group or something, man. Pens, Pens one and oh. Had the two TVs in the basement popping. Pens on one. Royal Rumble on the other. I love it. I also love Sunday, though. Two good football games. Two kind of different football games, right? AFC Championship starts out hot and then kind of becomes a war of defenses and, yeah. and hanging on. Uh Man, NFC Championship game, one team starts out hot, then the Niners come roaring back. Two very different storylines in those games. Uh, man, there's a lot of different takeaways today, you know, Motsi. Today is, you know, it's one of those days if you work in, if you traffic in content like we do, mm-hmm. right, particularly football content, whether you're in radio or TV or oh, print oh. or are whatever. You, are you saying like, like, like me? Yes, like you. Oh, like me. Yeah. Uh, today's an easy day. It's like spoon-fed into your lap. So, biggest storyline that is the low-hanging fruit today, Motsi, is mm-hmm. it the performance of Lamar Jackson in the Ravens' offense? Is it the uh, greatness and continued greatness of the Kansas City Chiefs? Is it the, uh, maybe the, you know, the, I-, I hate to say choke because I think that's such a harsh word. I think that that term rarely actually applies. But is it the maybe the fumble by the Detroit Lions? Is it the second half performance by the Niners? What was kind of your biggest takeaway from, you know, from watching a championship Sunday yesterday? What's the biggest storyline you thought? What are you thinking about the most today still? Well, the first thing I would say is you need to calm down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm here all week, guys. I'm here all week. Oh, good. You all... need to calm down. <laughs> Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my so, goodness. So, outside of that, I would say uh, my big takeaways were Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are this generation's Shaq and Kobe with the Lakers. Ooh. When those two are on, it doesn't matter if you're the Sacramento Kings. You can try your best with Vladdy D-Box, with Chris Weber, with Doug Crispy and Mike Bibby. It does not matter. Those two, you don't have an answer for <laughs> That was what I thought in that Ravens game. Um, when I looked at San Fran and Detroit, my takeaway was the moment got too big for Detroit. They started out great. They were on fire. But you talk about a two-series sequence of a fumble and then a 50-yard should-be cool. interception that turns into a completion, flips cool. the game on its head, and now the pressure flipped back to Detroit, and it became too big for like them. Like in an instant. Yeah. Once that pressure hit them, you saw them fumble, and that was ultimately, and not even trying to be funny there, but you lit, you could literally see them start to, you know, fall to the moment. Whereas for San Fran, it was the reverse effect. Those guys that have been in these bigger games, your Debo Samuels, your Trent Williams, your Brandon Ayukes, your Fred Warners, your guys on defense, Greenlaws and company, you watched how their play started to increase in they production. Yeah. They got even more amped about the scenario because for them, this is some of those guys' third time being in an NFC Championship game. For some of those guys, they're going back to the Super Bowl where they just were there two years ago and lost to this team that they're about to face coming up in two weeks. So I just thought, to me, those are my two big takeaways, man. When Shaq and Kobe were on, it didn't matter who you put out there. There was no stopping that. And when the moment is too big, you lean on that experience. You lean on the guys that have been in big-time games before. And it just so happened that the two guys, well, technically not even two guys, the one guy on San Fran's team who hadn't been in a big game, was Christian McCaffrey? Oh, I think you're gonna be all right if he if it's his first in. I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. And guess what? 
It was just I. It was I. I think he I. I think, so I, I think, think he's he ready for the right Super Bowl. Player. You know what I mean? So in that vein, I just thought as a whole, man, you could just see their experience. You could just see them having the success in those games before. And ultimately, that being the difference. Yeah. Brock Purdy healthy for four quarters versus last year. He's out within two series. Christian McCaffrey getting to play actual running back and not Wildcat quarterback. Right. With no quarterback. Right. And that be your first experience in an NFC Championship game. You catch me? So mm-hmm. that, like I said, were the two big things that I kind of left with. Because, you know, I'm more optimistic yeah. and more positive yeah, yeah. versus let me look and see who can I, like, bash or talk crazy about just because you lost. Well, in today, right, it's line up to bash Lamar and, and line and, up to and, bash and, Dan Campbell. And let's be real. That are under and the and this is my thing. Today. This is my thing. As a player who's actually been in an AFC Championship game and lost, there is no shame in losing in an AFC or NFC Championship game. Anybody that has something to say negative, they're watching you. They're haters if they have anything negative to say because they didn't earn the right to even be in that position. That's always been my energy from it before I got there. But even after experiencing it and you lose to a New England Patriots, Tom Brady, and they're like, oh, you guys are bad. And it's like, why? Because we lost to Brady? So what? So so Baltimore sucks because they lost to Patrick Mahomes, who's going down to which Super Bowl is this for him now? After how, after how many AFC Championship games in a row was that? Six. Six. Okay. We just talked about how – what did Travis Kelsey accomplish in the game? The most postseason career catches? It's oh, insane. Okay, so when we're talking about this thing, this is once again why I say if we come in with the mindset to just bash, it really shows the insecurities that people have surrounding some of these other people that have had various levels of success. And that's, like I said, my approach when I looked at what happened with Baltimore and when I looked at with Detroit. Both teams competed very valiantly. Both teams, I thought, lost to the better team. But at the end of the day, does that mean that either one of those teams should hang their head for being the final four teams remaining in the National Football League? Hey, come join us in Cancun. You've been here since when? Or were you even in the dance? That's always kind of my energy when I personally think of it. But that, like I said, has been me. And that could just be from me. my playing days, you know what I mean? So, like I said, I'm still getting used to the fandom part. But, yeah, I've never got with that of, oh, let's root for the, let, let's Let's laugh at them because now they didn't got to be. It's like, bro, y'all was watching them, right? Y'all was all on the couch watching them with your popcorn, right? They was out there going to work. They was hosting. They was popping. They had they city lit. What was we doing? It's like, but like I said, that's just me. I, I'm always used to being an outlier, too. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm you used to it now. Decades yeah. of NFL experience. Yeah, you're, you're outlier. My mom, I'm outlier. I get it, bro. Yeah. I see. Like, I, I, I come down on both sides of that. Yeah. I do. I uh, And rightfully so, though, if you think about it. Yeah. Because your experiences are more on fan side. So you do have a little bit more able to get that perspective. And you always want to have something to root for. I think that's the big fan part of it, too. Like, okay, once your team's out, that's why you hear people arguing. That was a, a big thing all over Twitter, all over social media all weekend. Who are you rooting for? Well, you can't root for the Ravens. You're not a real Steeler fan. Serious? Well, you can't root for the Chiefs because, I mean, do you really want to see the Chiefs do it again? And I'm sick of Mahomes, and I'm sick of Kelsey, and I'm sick so, of Andy Reid, so, and I'm sick of like Taylor It's like you Smith. have to have somebody to root for. That's the that's <laughs> one of the fan things that bothers me. Like, you know you could just watch a game, right? Like, you don't have to pick a side. Literally, you I— You could be Switzerland. I feel like You I, could be Switzerland. Wes, I feel like I'm talking to my son again. Last night, he literally said to me, he's like, Dad— who do you want to win? I'm like, yeah, I really don't care. Like, whoever wins, like, surprise me. Yeah. It's, it's be great. He's like, no, Dad, why could you just choose? I'm like, but why do I have to? Like, but I also know, I just, right? I'm just going to be surprised. Like, whoever wins, wins. Like, I don't have a dog in this race. If my team isn't in it, if I'm not playing, like, I don't. But that's why I said totally I'm trying to totally understand that process, baby. You know how I can understand that process now? Yeah. 
is because for the Baltimore Ravens or, or for the for Pittsburgh Steelers fans, mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens are their most hated. Yeah. And it would be like for me if it was the final four of March Madness mm-hmm. and WVU was sitting at home and the Pitt Panthers were playing. I, I you get dang around. right I'd be rooting for the other team. I, like I said, man, I'm not against it. I just said for me, it just stems from a root of hate. No, I get it. And I'm not a hater, bro. No, I just, not. I don't come from that. Really yeah, either. man. It just is hurt. I'm like, how can I just wake up and say, you know what? I just hope that they have a bad day. Like, what? I'm not a hater. <laughs> but the one team that I do hate like that is I'm the not, way that most yeah. of our listeners and Steelers fans hate the Baltimore Ravens. And that's why I said I love this dynamic. And I love when I get to ask you these questions because you always can give it to me like that. And that's what I need, man, because my mind doesn't work like that. I wanted to at times, but I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't have that type of passion about it, bro. I'm like, yo, we done beat them. Cool. All right. We got whistles. All right, cool. Go have y'all a little fun. I don't have to talk. More, you need some more hate in hey, your like, Arthur I don't Motes. have to talk crazy about y'all when I know who I am. You need some more hate in your Arthur Motes. I just thought we was excellent. If we excellent, why am I worried about what's beneath me, man? Speaking of that school that I love to hate. Chris Carter joins us on the other side. Hey, hey, hey. It's the final week of shows here in the studio, right? So we're going to run out the gambit of uh, of favorite guests for you this week. And that begins, of course, with one-third of the Migos. Mama! Mama! CC joins us on the other side. We'll get his thoughts on the OC moving and shaking, championship weekend reaction, all that good stuff that's on the table today. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz here, our final week in studio. That means we've got to have all the guests that you come to expect throughout the year. All the fixings. And one of our favorites, one of our originals, one of our... uh, I was trying to think of a quick Taylor Swift reference there, but nothing came to mind because I'm not a Swifty. Because you're not being safe and sound about it. That's why. But this guy would be on our... Whoa. (laughs) Oh, you you hear that, Chris? You hear what I'm putting up with? He's coming through on his white horse. Uh, You you hear this? You hear hear this, Chris? Let's go. This is what I'm putting up with. Let's go. If this show had a Spotify wrapped right at the end of the season, one of our most listened to would be CeCe, Chris Carter, one-third of the Migos. Mama! The Locked On Steelers podcast. You, you know what, what? You know what, Wes? I knew you were trouble. You you bring it. I knew you were trouble. Oh, my goodness. You going to bring the pit guy. You was just talking crazy about that pit panther, and how you just going to bring I knew you were trouble. Mm-mm-mm. He's trying to stir up bad blood here, <sighs> Mr. Carter. You see what oh he's doing? Oh, my God. Stop it, both of you. <laughs> CC, what's up, cousin? How we doing? <laughs> I'm great until I got hit with, like, 20 Taylor Swift references in a clip of, like, five seconds. Wait, those were Taylor Swift, Swift references? Oh, I had no clue. Oh, yeah, I just thought, Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, my just bad. Talking. Just yeah, talking, I'm man. sorry. It's just a conversation, man. It was, I was in a blank space. I'm sorry. I'll try to shake it off next time. Oh, now it's okay. See, now he's... <laughs> Now he's now he's sh- now don't don't let me in with him anymore. All right, now he's just showing off. Don't don't. CC, let's get into it. Plenty to get into from yesterday. Plenty to get into as it relates to the Steelers. Uh, let's start, I guess, with the game. I think that uh, that Steelers fans are more interested in the AFC. Uh, Baltimore, Kansas City, the Chiefs getting it done once again, seventeen to ten. The final score there. Uh, 
after a fast start, not the best showing from both offenses, some mistakes that Baltimore, I think, will be uh, you know, sticking in their craw throughout the offseason here. Uh, let me ask you this. Were you more surprised by oh, the Chiefs going on this run and them finding a way to get back to the Super Bowl and to feel inevitable again, or more surprised by what they were able to do to that high-powered Baltimore offense and Lamar Jackson? You know, I am more surprised by the latter there. I'm more surprised by them shutting that offense down, not even just because of Lamar Jackson, but, like, the run game. Like, the Ravens' mm-hmm. whole thing has been run the ball and play things off of that, and they just didn't go to that. They didn't stick with it. And, you know, maybe that's – you know, I, I think give the Chiefs credit this. Like, the, the Ravens didn't just, like, choke and hand this game away, even though they did have some choking moments. Um, the Chiefs did a lot of great adjustments in the, in the second half. Because in the first half, you know, the Ravens were, were moving. They were figuring things out. And it was like, okay, like, you know, if this keeps up, they're going to crack it and they're going to make some big plays. But then the Chiefs made some adjustments in the second half, and then the Ravens didn't. And they were just on everything they were trying to do. Uh, there were things that the, that the Ravens were able to execute. Uh, and then, of course, you know, big plays, the big moments, you know, you know, stripping Zay Flowers at the inch line before he crosses the goal line is, of course, a huge game-changer moment. Um, you know, you know that, that's something that to me. And then, you know, getting Lamar Jackson to throw it at triple coverage, that's another big one. Uh, you know, two turnovers in the end zone. Uh, those, will, those will win your playoff games. But you got to get full credit to the Chiefs for their ability to adjust on defense. That defense, I said this like throughout the middle point of the year, that defense it was really good this year. I mean, one of the best in the NFL. And they're doing it with really balanced th- things there because they're able to play with leads. They're able to trust their, their offense is going to protect them and not force them to be out there for too long. But also they do a good job. They got Chris Jones. Carlotis has really come along uh, with that de- defensive front. Their linebackers are sound. Their secondary is athletic. They're, and and, they, and Spagnuolo has them humming at a good pace. I really like what they did. But, man, it does, uh, it does – uh, a lot of Steelers fans get to enjoy egg on the face of the Ravens yet again and Lamar Jackson not getting it done in the playoffs. Now, without a doubt, man, and uh, you brought up some great points, too, about that Chiefs defense. Now, we've seen back-to-back weeks where, you know, in the second halves, they've pitched almost close to shutouts, you know, from a defensive standpoint against two MVP finalists also and Lamar Jackson in the previous week being Josh Allen. But um, just based on what you saw from Lamar specifically – Going into next year, what does that do from your mindset if you're a Steelers fan in the sense of we know he's gotten a lot of hype this season. We know that, you know, he's a favorite to win his second MVP trophy. So to some, it could seem that, man, this dude is taken off to another realm that we're not even, you know, in the stratosphere of. Based on what you saw, do you think that that's still the case or do you feel like, you know what, he's still a little closer than, you know, what might be perceived from a national perspective? You know, I don't think the Steelers should care. Like, what? What do they haven't lost to Lamar Jackson since what? Twenty nineteen? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the last time he started and beat the, preci- them in the, the precedented game? times. Yeah, pre COVID. That's what I'm saying. Like, dang, yeah, that was. Those are the precedented times, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't even think about it that way. But, but I mean, Devlin Hodges had to finish. That was the game Mason Rudolph got knocked out of. That's how long ago we're talking about Lamar Jackson beating Steelers. They know how to beat him. And in fact, you know, it was funny. Dan Olofsky was like, no one has beaten the, the, the Ravens like this, 17 <laughs> to 10 all season. And I'm like, yes, there's clearly a team yeah. who's done it. And, like, and also, like, if you're like, oh, that was a fluke game. The Steelers, uh, you know, if the, if the Ravens didn't drop a couple passes, the Steelers were like, okay, well, explain the seven other uh, the, out of the last eight times that the Steelers have just beaten the Ravens. And, you know, and, I'm like, and listen, sure, there's injuries on the Ravens' side, but you know what? There's injuries on, on the Steelers' side, too. 
And it's like, you know, if, if we're going to, if we're going to be honest about, about that, you know, both teams go into those situations wanting to win their rivals, neither team hands the game to each other. And, you know, for the longest time, the Steelers and Ravens have been very back and forth, but for the last four years, the Steelers have dominated this, this rivalry. And, and the Ravens, I think, have gotten further because they're a more put-together roster. But when these two teams put, find a way to, to, to lock up with each other and they're in, a, they're, in a, they're in a dogfight, the Steelers have been winning more often, a lot more often than not. So I don't think the Steelers should care. You know, give Lamar Jackson the MVP. That should make it even more obvious how good the Steelers' defense is when they shut them talk down. Talk that talk, Chris. Talk that talk. <laughs> I agree too, though. I, I do. Was, I'm I telling was, you, Ed's targeted, bro. I'm like, yo, yes. Pastor, get it off your chest. Pastor, Let's get it. Pastor Carter with us here. Wow. Chris, maybe, like, yeah. are all of us bearing the lead, though? Like, is the thing that we should be talking about today, and I know this is going to drive people crazy, no, not Taylor Swift. Oh. Um, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis. Really, though, no, 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 no. You're calling on the wrong names. Shaq, Kobe, Phil Jackson. Thank you. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, who is going in his sixth season as a full time starter in the NFL, is going to his fourth season. Yep. Super Bowl. Shaq and Kobe, who's bro. Six yep. seasons as a starter in the NFL. Already has the third most postseason wins of any quarterback of all time. Wes, you saw the pick and roll going. You couldn't stop that out there. You I, saw it. I mean, Chris, I, I know people are sick about hearing this, but guess what? It's only his seventh year in the NFL, sixth year as a full time starter in the NFL. The dude yep. isn't even 29 years old yet. And look at his yep. resume. I mean, it. it you can't undersell how impressive Patrick Mahomes has been, you know, throughout this run, obviously, um, when a lot of people had the Chiefs written off as dead, um, but particularly throughout the first six years as a starter in the National Football League, six AFC championship games and back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time. I mean, you can't write him off. I mean, the guy, the guy keeps making big plays and big moments, and he continues to just read defenses. And sure, he'll have his bad games. And you know what? I thought there was a crack in the armor this year with the way they lost to the Bills and you saw how mad Patrick Mahomes was at the end of the game and he was you know not you know when Josh Allen goes to congratulate him he's like that was was messed up man and like he's complaining about the about the referee calls which is a legitimate call you have all those things this year you don't have all the playmakers everyone's saying Travis Kelsey is watched I told people that he wasn't watched but you know people didn't want to listen I was about to say they crazy don't you ever they crazy it was obvious at that point of the season, teams were just doubling him left and right and saying, Patrick, go beat us with somebody else. Beat us with Marquez, Valdez, Scanlon. Beat us with Rasheed Rice. As long as you don't beat us with Travis Kelsey, we are fine. And you know what? It took some adjusting to that. But guess what? The Chiefs adjusted. Patrick Mahomes adjusted. Andy Reid adjusted. And when you have the guy who's the best quarterback in the NFL, you you can do those things. And it makes that, it makes that, that much easier. That's what Patrick Mahomes does, man. So, yeah, I think absolutely you have to give them full credit. And I don't know if I like, – I know some people are like, oh, I'm so tired of them. I, I don't know if I am. Like, it's, it was different. When the Patriots were doing things, there, was the, there were the cheating scandals. And I say scandals with an F because there were multiple ones. And they, and they, and they, they actually did them. It was like, okay, you guys are getting over on this. But the Chiefs aren't getting over. They're just beating people fair and square. They don't, they're, not, they're, not stu- you know, studying, they're not going up and sending spies with videotapes to record your sidelines in the week before you play the game and then using that to decipher your codes. No, Patrick Mahomes is going out there and slinging it, man. And, and I think that that's what's really impressive about this is that he's just doing that at that clip. And people said, okay, well, what if we take away Tyree Kill? All right, you did that. You won a Super Bowl last year. All right, well, what if we take away Judas Schuster and then, like, you, all you have is Travis Kelsey. He's got Justin Watson, who you don't even know who, don't even know who that guy is. Hey, okay, hey well, South Fayette legend. South Fayette, baby, let's go. Let's go. Very, very, very <laughs> true. But my, my point being, like, you, you, 
South Bay at? Okay, there we go. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Patrick Mahomes doing that deserves a ton of credit. So uh, all the credit in the world to him and what he's doing. It's really impressive. Uh, you know, I was on with uh, Channel 11, uh, the, the final word with Kale Berger last night. He made a good point. He's like, look, we should be – like, people are rooting against this, but, like, aren't dynasties what make sports fun? Like, to, to have that? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good thing that these guys are, are playing this well. And, with, now you want, of course, you want the Steelers to get up in that contention, but, like, when the Steelers aren't, you know, I don't, I don't think that this is like uh, – you know, it, it's not like the Chiefs are doing this at the Steelers' expense. They've been in the playoff once, sure, but, um, you know, I, I think that this is – they're not, they're not the enemy to, like, the rest of the NFL the way that the Patriots were in my mind. Now, I mean, like, the more they we're win, not, the we're more not they the Sacramento, We're not the Sacramento Kings, and they're the L.A. Lakers here. Talk I mean. Chris, Chris yeah. said, Chris said, we're not at the detriment, meaning we're not getting knocked out of these playoffs right now, so it don't really bother us. But it was the Patriots, well, no, I, they was no, kicking no, us out of the AFC Championship game, so we're that bothers us. Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> talking about the Golden State Warriors here, fellas. I mean, it's like, yo. The Steelers only lost. Mike Tomlin has only ever lost to the Patriots in the playoffs one time. Like, like I, I, I think that's one thing the Steelers fans forget is that, like, that the history between the Steelers and the Patriots was kind of a holdover because they, you know, it was Drew Bledsoe mm-hmm. who beat Cordell Stewart mm-hmm. back yeah. in the back in the early 2000s, and then yeah, a rookie Ben Roethlisberger lost to Tom Brady. You know, but after that, they didn't play each other for AFC like AFC Championship. No, that was it. Yeah. So yeah, so like that. That's my thing is that like I think that. I think that, it, that the Patriots would have been a lot less painful for people if they weren't just obvious cheaters. Like, if, if, if they weren't a team that was caught up and proven to have been involved in multiple cheating scandals, I think it might have gone down a little bit smoother for some people. But the Chiefs, I think that they're, they're just doing it the right way, and I'm intrigued to see if they can do it yet again against a really good Niners team. Yeah, man, we know about these elite quarterbacks and dynasty talk all too well. So, with that being the case, let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy and Jared Goff, man. What was your thoughts <laughs> In that NFC Championship game uh, matchup and stuff like that. That's ACC legend yeah. Jared Goff to you, by the way. I mean, we can go back to okay. December when they were uh, talking about those guys too, man. So, you know, either way, we're good. I mean, here's the thing. Brock Purdy deserves credit for pulling things out. That's a really well-balanced roster, man. And I think that, you know, as much as Brock Purdy makes good plays in the, in the right moments, the, the, the things that make that, that, that offense go are the playmakers around him, and he does a great job managing it. And so when people call him a game manager, that's not an insult. It's, hey, that dude manages the game. He's not Patrick Mahomes that's going to that's gonna spin around five times and throw a 50-yard bomb, you know, you know, pinpoint accuracy through two guys. Like, like, that's what Patrick Mahomes does. He makes ridiculous plays that can make up for everybody else. Brock Purdy needs to be on point at the right time in the right places, you know, eight out of ten times, uh, you know, throughout the game to make sure that he's having a good game. Patrick Mahomes can miss his cues and still make up for it because he's that good. That's the difference between game manager, quarterbacks, and, like, the superstar quarterbacks. But Brock Purdy's very good at being a game manager quarterback. That's what you want him to be. So let him be that. And I think that that's a big difference for what the Niners are doing. So I, I, got, I got no qualms about Brock Purdy. I think that the fun conversation has been, you know, the Dan Campbell conversation. Darren Campbell mess up with the, you know, but not kicking the, the two field goals. And, and here, listen. I agree that he should have kicked the field goal. That's just my perspective on how the thing. But, like, I also get the perspective. It's like, look, man, I'm not going to pin the whole loss on the dude when you had uh, Jameer Gibbs fumble in a key situation. You had an interception literally bounce off your hands and face mask right to the other team at, at, at the one-yard line. That's um, a bad yeah, look right there, man. <laughs> they had a lot of bad luck. And, and, listen, as a coach, I, if it was me, I would not have – you know, I, I would have taken the, the three points and the 17-point lead over, you know, the 49ers in their house and not let them uh, just, you know, get up, not let them get any sense of momentum. That would have been me. But I, I think that and I said this on Lockdown Steelers this morning. 
Like, I think that there's too much made of coaches' decisions as if those are the only things that weigh down a game. Uh, I think that there's some Steelers fans that are calling, that are saying, like, hey, man, like, it wasn't just Dan Campbell. It was, you know, the players needed to execute. That's what we need to be looking talking about today. And I'm like, oh, that's, I'm glad you say that. Now, when it comes to my problem in the playoffs, do you say the same thing? Because I think that's where we have to be. I'm like this 24-7. It's not all in the coaches. It's, it, you, know, you know, executing on the field is, is, is the most important thing over anything else. Uh, and, but, and even though I disagree with Dan Campbell, I think that that was costly what he did. I'm not going to say that he by himself lost the game and he should be ashamed of himself and wear this badge of shame. No, I, I think that he, he, he made a, he bet on his players. He gambled twice, lost twice, and, and, and it ended up hurting the team. But just as badly as guys fumbling and dropping passes and dropping interceptions, that, that, it all plays into that. I think that Dan Campbell, what's going to be important, does he learn from this and will come back from it stronger next year with this team? That'll be key. Uh, I think that's the, the takeaway to have here. So it sounds like you were saying that uh, Dan Campbell was trying to be fearless oh, no. when he should have said no. Oh, no. Got you. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. That makes sense. So right? that 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 memory from from yesterday was just another picture to burn for Lions fans. I mean, we thought it was going to be bejeweled, but unfortunately, I it was hate not. Both of you. Why? Everything Why are you ha- doing this? Everything has changed. You know that. Come on, well, Chris. When you think Tim everything McGraw. has changed? Is that even a song? Moats and I just have the list of Taylor Swift <laughs> songs up. Yeah. It's gonna be a red Super Bowl, you know, between the Niners. Don't and the be Chiefs. mean about ours, okay? <laughs> I hate both. Chris, like, what the heck is going on with you guys? I'm so scared. It's the Why final, it's the final week. It's, listen, it's, it's the final, final week, week it's in the final studio, week. and we turn into a little bit of a variety show during during this week. Chris, you know? and this is football related. Wow, this is Zippy in the juice this, this is morning. football related. Oh, but but did you Fox see Did you also see that she's going to have to make a mad dash from Tokyo? Oh jeez. All the way to Vegas. Now see Chris, and, and we're looking at like a 12 hour here, like you know, it's like a 12 hour window. I don't know if you guys seen this or heard about this. I have seen this. I, I don't know if I don't know if you know about this. Just in case you don't know, okay? They're, they're, the flight tracker is supposed to be one of the most popular watched things, not the Super Bowl oh. pregame show. I don't know if you know okay. that. That's so what that's what the rumor has you know it what? though. This is actually a good question rumor for Chris it. Carter. If Taylor Swift should Taylor Swift cancel her show in Tokyo so she can make sure she's at the Super Bowl? Because remember, CeCe, remember when North Carolina made it to the national championship game of basketball a couple years ago and Eric Church canceled his concert because he was like, yo, my Tar Heels are playing for the Natty. I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? I'm rescheduling this show. I mean, is Taylor Swift a real one if she cancels her show in Tokyo to make sure she's at the Super Bowl on time? Technically, they said that she could do both and have 12 hours and 25 minutes to spare. That's... You know, That's what I'm they gonna, say. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer this the way that Najee Harris once did. It was one day, it was it was I think it was two years ago. It was his rookie season. It was like midway through the year, and Taylor Swift had just had an album come out. And I think it was it was the Steelers bye week. And, and someone, as a joke, just for like an online post, asked Najee Harris was asking all the Steelers about their thoughts on 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 Taylor Swift's new album, Classic. And what they thought of it, just to see like. Like, just to see what, like, how, what kind of a joke response they could get during the bye week. Najee Harris wasn't having it. Like, he was like, are you, get out my face with that. And that's kind of how I feel about these questions. Get out my face with that. I, I even went to Najee later, and I wanted to ask like legitimate football questions. And I'm like, hey, Najee, what's up? He's like, are you going to ask about Taylor Swift's album? And I was like, uh, no. no. And he was like, oh, my, my bad. Like, okay. I'm, I was like, I'm just tired. 
That's how I feel about asking me about flight trackers and stuff. We got actual Super Bowl. The Senior Bowl's coming up. I have a draft stuff here. And here we are talking about Taylor Swift. And listen, this is not the hate on Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift. She's an awesome artist. She's doing great things. Here's the caveat. This, with all, this is the with all due respect portion of the conversation. Y'all heard it. You heard how it's it got. It's super positive. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys know what they say. You guys know what they say. What, oh, no, don't. The <laughs> haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Oh, hate, hate. Listen, Sometimes listen, you just listen, gotta shake man. it off. I think, fact, I think it's very unhealthy how some people have made made, made it like, like their mission to hate on her. She's ruining the game. Like, I think a Ravens fan well, said that to her. It's because yeah, it's, it's a very delicate thing oh, no, that we're doing go, here, here, okay? Here it's very delicate. Why? Oh, Why? Here he goes again. You, you're doing this. All right, Cece, hold on. Before, before we lose you, before we lose you, uh, the most uh, groundbreaking news from yesterday, sure. the biggest piece of news yesterday, obviously, wasn't the results of the AFC or the NFC Championship games. Yes. It was the, uh, the news that the Steelers had interviewed Arthur Smith for their vacant offensive coordinator position. So last one I've got you, or I've got for you, pardon me, is uh, just your thoughts sure. on Arthur Smith as a potential candidate for uh, Steelers OC. You know, I, I look at Arthur Smith, and I think that, you know, obviously head coaching tenure was a complete failure, 7-10 and 10 for three straight years. Uh, even the offense that he was supposed to uh, create for the Falcons didn't come to fruition. They had 26 twice in his three years. They were 26 in scoring twice in his three years. Uh, that's not what you want from the offense. And, and the thing was, he had the weapons. He had Kyle Pitts. He had Drake London. He had Bijan Robinson this past year even. You know, they, they had weapons all over and still didn't do enough, anything with them. And that would be, you know, that caused me some hesitation. But I look back to his two years as the offensive coordinator when that's all he had to worry about was conducting an offense. And he turned what was a bottom-ranking offense the year before into a top-ten offense for two years uh, with the Titans. And that was with Ryan Tannehill and a decent offensive line, Derrick Henry, and, you know, some playmakers here and, here and there. Um, that deserves – I think that, 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 that is something that's impressive. And I think the Steelers are in a very similar situation – to what the Titans were at that time. They have a quarterback that a lot of people don't respect. Kenny Pickett nationally is, you know, isn't is, is being talked about. Everyone thinks he, he should be replaced. Uh, they have an offensive line that's developing. I think they have a running attack that can be very lethal if they get the right kind of blocking and, and the right kind of system in play. If Arthur Smith can rechannel the kind of stuff that he did for the Titans for this Steelers team, because the Steelers have their own playmakers, uh, Najee, Jalen, George, uh, Deontay, Pat Fryer. Heck, you can even get Donnell Washington more involved this year uh, and Connor Hayward. Like, you have an assortment of talent. Calvin Austin, different things to do there. I think it would be interesting to see what he could have there. But I also th still think they're going to be interviewing other guys. I think Clint Kubiak eventually gets a call, um, and they do, like, at least a Zoom with him, um, and they explore their options. I think the big question is, do the Steelers want a quarterback whisperer, or do they want a modern system guy who mm. can build a system for a game manager to kind of just plug and play Make sure, make sure you get to the right point at the right time, the same way Brock Purdy's doing right now for the Niners, uh, and that be the thing. Uh, and if, they can, if he can do that around Kenny Pickett and, make, and, and this offense starts to hum, this, deep, this team becomes that much more dangerous because, let's face it, this team is still a defensive-led team. This is what that's what they need to win on. So for the offense, you need efficiency. Uh, and you know what? If Kenny Pickett steps up in those roles as a game manager and maybe he, you know, he, has, some, he has a couple really good seasons with Arthur Smith as OC, maybe then you find a quarterback whisperer to get him there and say, hey, you know, we're going to make you an even better quarterback. But right now, you need a system that works regardless of who's quarterbacking. And Arthur Smith could be that guy. Um, you know, I also think it could be interesting to look at other guys out there. You know, it's interesting they brought in Gerard Johnson. He's one of those quarterback whisperer type of guys. 
Um, but that's what the Steelers need to explore, and that's the tough decision they need to make. Um, you know, a lot of teams, they want the quarterback whisperer OC. They want the guy who's going to develop the next superstar quarterback, but it don't always work that way. So get a system that I think works for the roster right now. Arthur Smith's one of those guys. We'll see who else they try to bring in. I think Thomas Brown is an interesting candidate who could also be of that ilk. He's a running backs coach turned OC. Uh, didn't have a good year last year, but um, he was also in a situation where he didn't call the plays for most of the season. So um, lots to, to debate there. I like Arthur Smith's potential, um, but I also want to see who else they bring into the interview. Man, I love everything you just said about Arthur Smith right there because I'm sure for some, when they heard his name, they thought about the Falcons and probably viewed him yep. as a anti-hero. But everything you just <laughs> oh said right god. there, oh my god, How? it could be, a, it could turn into a situation where we might be saying to Arthur Smith, "You belong with me." So we will see, we will see, man. But Chris, you know, I appreciate that right Chris, there. That was never, fire right there, bro. He that was this fire. Hard. Oh my goodness. Moats hasn't worked this you guys hard. Are having a, you guys are having a love story with Taylor Swift. There you go. I got let's go, CC. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the Locked On Steelers podcast, usually much more professional than we are here on this program. The Pittsburgh Post Gazette, WPXI, a regular here on SNR. CC, thanks so much for the uh, for the time for us today, and obviously throughout the season. Uh, you know we appreciate the H-E double hockey sticks out of you, partner. So thank you very much, sincerely, uh, for another great year. Absolutely, boys. Have a good one. Please, please, for, for the sake of the audience, stop the Taylor Swift one. Look what you made me do. Oh, God. Bye! Well, in the he NFL. actually did hang up. I should have left his phone line on there because then we would have gotten the boop, the boop, boop. <laughs> And it would have been an even better effect. Listen, Blade the NFL. When I, I don't, I was, you know, I'm not even on social media as active right now. But I popped up on the app last night, and the first thing I see is a kissing, not not just one picture. It was like a a, a montage of the different angles of Taylor and Travis Kelsey. I said, oh, okay, this one we own. Okay, this is more important. So since this there is the most important thing. NFL post. It was, was literally a montage them of them. smooching and hugging and. I can't make this up, bro. Googly eyeing. I opened up the app and I was like, oh, let me just. Oh, they, you know what the, okay. Uh, you, know what the NFL, uh, you know what the NFL social media is doing? <laughs> what they doing? They, they clout do? clou- clou- chasing. Oh, they do anything for clout. This is what they do, man. Clou- this is definitely true. We already got the, uh, the Yoshi Hammer <laughs> gif. <laughs> Tweeted at us by Chris Carter. That was a quick turnaround by our guy there. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, I say, I'm just following the NFL's wave, man. They said that that's important. So I'm just, you know. I do have a funny question for you to wrap up the Kelsey Swifty jokes on the other side. Yes. And uh, and then obviously I do want to get your thoughts on Arthur Smith. And I think some good good points that Chris Carter made uh, there in his Final regularly scheduled Monday I know. meeting with us here. We'll, but, but we'll see, catch up with them throughout the offseason. see, Taylor Swift references are way better than Boys to Men. So hard, or to the end of the road. We don't want that. We want to keep it positive and light. So that's what we went with the Taylors. Shout out to the Swifties out there. If you're a Swiftie, see, let us know. Say, every time you say the Taylors, I think Taylor Gang, Wiz Khalifa. See, that's when the Yins are in me. Yeah, that, who and that, grew that, up that, in Pittsburgh that's around wrong. the time that he would, you know. Shout out to Taylor. Listen, listen, listen. For for, for that large group, 
that's a small faction when we talking to Swifty Nation. We talking Taylor. Right, when we say Tay Tay, like I said, man, it's just cut them off. You know how the Swifties be. Come it's on, like man. Sometimes, and now we got bad blood. You know, you just uh, you like, have problems. You, you got kids who like to go into the pantry and stuff their we face with sweets. Love. It's your fault if you keep having sweets in the pantry. Eventually, you just got to take it away. I'm just trying to I shake gotta, it off. Shake it all off. Shake it off. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, we got to close down the hour here, reset, get our clock back on schedule, but I do have a funny thing to run past you that happened last night. Let me hear it. That actually does relate to this Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. But it's a bigger picture question about relationships. Mm, okay, what so, you got from? My wife is pretty naive to a lot of this stuff, okay? <laughs> like, you guys will laugh. My wife, you no, know, she is my age. Um, she has social media, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have the apps on her phone, if that makes sense. I like her style. So, my wife is very disconnected in a way. And she does that on purpose. She just kind of marches to the beat of her own drum she doesn't live in the pop she's very much old school in that regard and especially since we've had two daughters in the last two and a half years she's even gotten more so that way like she doesn't know a ton about the current pop culture landscape if you said to example for her, you know the musical artist Jelly Roll, you know who I'm talking I'm about? I'm familiar. Yeah, Jelly Roll was, they showed Jelly Roll at the game. My wife Morgan had no clue who Jelly Roll was. Oh, like, so she's fair just enough, kind fair of, enough. Yeah, she's yeah. in her mom era right now, as Taylor hey, Swift man. might say. Ain't nothing wrong. It's all about your errors. She's it's got all about her your social errors. media, but they're not, but she doesn't have the apps on her phone, mm-hmm. so she only checks them like once a week on her computer. Yeah. She's just kind of unplugged in that regard. And I, I love it about her, honestly, because things happen a lot like they did last night, where you know, after the game, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, they had the kiss and the embrace and all that on TV, and it's shown. And Morgan was like, oh, I didn't know that they were like that, that. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, babe. Like, she's been yeah. going to all his games and everything. And, oh, yeah, didn't And she was like, oh, I knew that. But she was like, I didn't know they were doing, like, PDA official, you know? And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm pretty, like, they, like, I mean, they were showing hearts and stuff, man. I was like, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and she was like, oh, are they, like, are they social media official? Oh. Because, again, you know, she's not peeping That's the Instagram. That's a great call, actually. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they got to be. And yeah. so I pull up Instagram. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them has posted about the other on Instagram. If you go and look at their pictures uh-huh. and stuff, there's no pictures of the other person. Okay. Now, they've been dating about three, four months now. Uh-huh. They're having PDA on national television. Yeah. But no pictures of each other on the social media accounts. hmm I don't know. Is that weird? No, that just means you don't have a picture to burn. Because everybody knows as soon as you break up. Stop. I'm trying to ask you. No, in, in all seriousness, because think about this, right? Oh, I get what you're saying. As soon as one negative thing happened, what does every single person the do? trails out there. They're not leaving a trail of crumbs right now. But no, just think about it in general, right? We've experienced a person that was a part of Still a Nation that went through a little bit of relationship hardship. And you just think about the comment section on every picture that is remaining that has those two individuals together. And you're like... Bro, we feel that strongly about their relationship that we go just flood it. And that was just like regular people compared to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So I think for them to an extent, they kind of just protected their energy because as soon as you post any picture in today's generation, you and me will both agree. Social media ain't a happy place all the time. In fact, it's 
sometimes the opposite. They look for reasons to nitpick, bring up whatever. So for them, they might just be like, you know what? We don't got to put it out there on our behalf. So that way, if it doesn't work out, we don't have the whole, you know, damage control, your brand, my brand, your comments getting crazy, my comments getting crazy. No, I just think it might be on that because her fan base is pretty rabid. We talked about the jersey sales going up. We talk about why the NFL plays into it so much. And I text you all the time, global icon, because of how big she is and how diehard her people are. So I think to an extent, they kind of protected that, now, man. What you're, no, that, that, that actually yeah, makes very man. Good, that actually makes a lot of sense. It does. Think about the first time whenever they truly do decide. That's probably going to gonna be the most picture together. picture in Instagram history. Come on, bro. Every young lady that follows Taylor Swift. There's a reason why she has one of the most Almost popular. Almost 300 million followers. It's a reason why her account is so popular, right? I think, so like, when she I think posts, like Messi and Ronaldo are the only people right. that have more followers. Yeah, because I'm like, Swift even Beyonce isn't on that, man. I, like, think just, I think Ronaldo and Messi are the only two people man, that have more followers. LeBron, than she no, does. like, seriously, bro. So when you think of it in that vein, man, it's just like, man, you don't, you're not just posting a picture for your mother, your father, your significant friends to see. It's like, man, this is a whole nother stratosphere of fame. And that's why I say global icon. So I do think that also is at play, man. Selena, with Jenner, Selena Gomez Kylie and Kylie Jenner, Jenner yeah, have more. Oh, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ariana I mean, Grande, she's... Cart- Beyonce, no Kim Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? That's who you up there with, bro. Them, she's the like, so this is this hasn't been updated. But I mean, In a she, couple it's, years. It's, yeah. You look at the names that she's up there with. I mean, it's... Kardashian, The Rock, Ronaldo, mm-hmm. Messi, Beyonce. Jenner. Yep. Nike. Nike. <laughs> not, 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 not even Nike. The brand. You're like, bro, what? Nike. The brand. You hear the one that everybody tattoos? Nike. Yeah. Like, bro. It's different, bro. Mm-hmm. So I just think to an extent, you know how we could track every relationship that Kim Kardashian has been in, unfortunately or fortunately, right? And when you really... No, I get what you... It, that that about, makes sense. That does make sense. And if we actually did the math, you're like, bro, that's like what a normal person would go through anyways. But right. when you're famous, it's just different. That, no, that they makes a ton of sense. They hold to a higher standard and they going to criticize you right or wrong. I just think for them, it's like, yo, that, no, that's we ain't got to do that's that shit, man. Because all of us, listen, if you grew up in this social media age, yeah, you had bro. the breakups and you had to go back through and like, you gotta delete click, the you pictures. You got to clean the pictures off. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't get them pictures before them comments come, you know screenshot error. It's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, bro. Yeah, and I don't have 293 Instagram f- million. In- I have 293, I think. That's about it. Listen, Not 293 listen, million like, listen. like she does. And tens of millions Global like he does, I'm sure. icon. Uh, yo, why does the NFL show him so much? Global icon. Pull up the NFL's Instagram account. Tell, tell me who needs more engagement. You tell me. Might be the most liked hey, Wes, photo Wes, that you, they've you ever posted me, on Wes, the NFL Instagram account. You tell me, Wes, who needs the more engagement, okay? Who needs who more in this thing right here of just eyes? All right? <laughs> Global. I, 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 bet, I, bet all her, I bet all her fans in Tokyo that said that concert, I bet they'd be watching the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, hey, to see, if, hey to guys, see if she makes it home. Hey, guys, if you want to see me at my concert, if you want to see me at the studio in the stadium, you know what to do. Love you. It's a love story. Toodles. Karma. <laughs> There's only one person who's more of a global icon than Taylor Swift, and that's Arthur Smith. Hey. If he ends up being the Steelers' next offensive coordinator, of course. We'll discuss that a little bit on the other side. Get to some of your tweets in hour number two as well. You know where to get at us with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions, whatever it may be. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.